Welcome one, welcome all to the M60 Podcast. I am your host, John Waltz, and this is episode number five, recorded here in the Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, where it is thankfully sunny, and I don't know what the temperature is outside. Let's ask Siri. Hey Siri, what's the temperature outside? She says it's 59 degrees right now. So it hasn't quite broken 60, but the sun is out, it is shining, there is greenery outside my window, and I am very grateful that uh, that is happening and that it's not another cloudy and grouchy and rainy day uh, that I'm looking out at. It is, as I said, it's the uh, the very f- uh, beginning of April, and I am wrapping up week number three of Working From Home just want to publicly thank my employer for giving me the opportunity to work from home. I know there are many, many millions of Americans out there right now who have uh, filed for unemployment. The, some of these unemployment numbers that we're seeing out there are just staggering right now, and it's very, uh, it's very sad to see. It's very unsettling to see, and just because of the the thing about it too is that this kind of happened I shouldn't say without warning but for the average American you didn't really know that this type of a thing was going to happen at least at least in 2008 there were some people sounding the alarm bell saying you know this the this recession is going to be coming because the auto industry is going to be kind of unsustainable in their current model and the housing bubble in the banking industry is going to was was primed to uh, to struggle, and it was just it it was just something that you you could kind of you could kind of foresee coming if you had an economic mind or if you listened to the right sources. But this it kind of took on drastic took on drastic. Uh, proportions and repercussions here in a matter of, of months and we heard some rumblings about it back in January but most of us if you were into the news cycle we were kind of focused on uh, a lot of shenanigans that were going on politically in Washington DC and now here we are three full months later and we are we are ascent, we're we're on lockdown in some places essentially some places have enacted martial law they're we're being encouraged to stay at home because it's it's safer and non-essential businesses are are shut down or have or have modified their business model to only be able to do online orders and and pick up orders and you've got all types of all types of strange things just going on out there. I I found it kind of interesting and amazing that uh, that I was able to um, 
play golf on this past Sunday broke uh, at, at this point in Tennessee, we're not quite on full lockdown yet, but we're, we are highly, highly encouraged to, uh, to stay at home. However, I needed to get out of the apartment. I had not played golf in two years, and so it sounded like fun, and it was fun. I, I didn't play particularly well, but uh, I was able to purchase some things that I needed from Golf, Ga- golf Galaxy, and they had changed their model to do curbside pickup. So you just ordered what you wanted online and went to the store, and there's one about three miles from me here, and uh, I went to, went to that local store and picked one up, and I picked picked a couple things up and was ready to go and so one thing that uh how does how does this relate to to men's issues that's one of the things that we're we're kind of we're going to explore in this episode and i i just want to reiterate the purpose of this show again um this is meant to be a restorative and redemptive and an instructional podcast, one that gives you hope, one that gives you challenges, that challenges you in a good way, that that is the iron that sharpens your iron, so to speak. And I just want to make that clear. And also just know that just just know that you're 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 not a victim. There there are a lot of there are a lot of content creators out there on the internet and there are a lot of rabbit trails and a lot of paths that you can go down that may seem well that quite frankly some of the attitudes that I see out there are are toxic and are the overall feeling that I get after watching some of this content is that is that I'm mad at the world, I'm mad at I'm mad at women, I'm mad at Western society in general, and that's not what I'm trying to do with with this show. What I'm trying to do is show us how to be the men that that God and that Jesus call call us to be, not just some version of 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 MGTOW or some version of someone in the red pill movement. I, I do think that I do think that marriage is a worthwhile institution still in the Western world today. I do think that there are quality people out there that I do think that not every woman out there is a spoiled entitled spoiled entitled brat. I mean you do you do see a lot of that. However we we as men are called by God, are called by Christ to to overcome our programming and to to overcome our physical and, and fleshly desires. And that means that we do need to commit to someone. We do need to serve someone. We do need to uh, we do need to put our old selves to quote unquote death and, and become a become a new creation, become a new creature. And that's what this show is is meant to guide us into. So on this episode, I'm gonna talk uh, with my friend and uh, he was my first guest on the show, Mr. Mike McDowell. We're gonna have a little bit better recording set up so you can probably hear me a little bit better this time. Um, that's the great thing about platforms like Zoom and Skype is that it's pretty easy to uh, to get together on that type of a platform and have uh, good quality recording done. 
So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk a little bit about an article that I found while I was doing research for this episode from um, a man that I look up to, uh, Mr. Matt Walsh. For those of you who don't know, Matt Walsh is a podcaster for The Daily Wire, and he also runs his own blog and is the author of several books. And he is a very wise, very straightforward man who talks a lot about spirituality and current events, and I really do value his opinion. And so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about an article that he posted in 2017 about how men can lead their households in trying times. And that's going to be the overall topic of this show is how men can lead their households and how men can just step up and be be leaders and be effective contributors to uh, the world today, especially in, in the midst of this crisis. What the world definitely needs now is, uh, is a strong, protective, and providing masculine presence. And we don't need people who are just angry for the sake of being angry. We don't need people who are panicking for the sake of panicking. We need to we need to step up and be true men and true leaders in this in these trying times. So what we're going to do is we're going to explore a little bit of that, talk a little bit about that, and um, I, I just want to talk a little bit about if you are working from home, if you are spending a lot more time at home. I just want to encourage you to to hone a skill and, and work towards goals that you do have and be creative when it comes to driving income. There are a lot of things that you can do. There are a lot of service positions and technology positions and entry-level technology positions out there that you can you can be a part of and that you can you can do from home right now. Uh, I know a lot of one of Cisco's uh, video platforms is in the billions of minutes now for all the online meetings that have are taking place. Uh, similar numbers for Skype and for Zoom and for uh, for FaceTime, I would imagine. And so, and all of that stuff needs to be maintained. All of that, all of that type of software needs to be onboarded with customers. So, I would encourage you to to look in that sector and you know hone hone those skills and and if, if you are you know if you are wanting to become a good podcaster like me um well like I am I want to be a good podcaster I wouldn't say that I'm a, a good or a great podcaster yet I mean I'm only 5 episodes into this thing um but work on honing that skill work on if you're trying to build a brand work on building that brand plug into thought leaders like like Seth Godin and plug into thought leaders like Mark Cuban um, Dave Ramsey Ken Coleman guys like that Anthony O'Neill and just really really work on those type of life skills that you want to develop and like I said, be creative when it comes to driving an income. Now, what I do think, and this is just my own opinion, I'm not an economist, I'm not a financial guy, nor do I play one on TV, but I think in this case, uh, America will rebound rather quickly once everything is, once the quarantines and once the stay-at-home orders and the lockdown orders have been, have been lifted. I think um, once... I mean, there are millions and millions of people that are cooped up in their house right now, and that they just 
They just want to go out to a bar and have a drink with some friends. They want to go to a restaurant and enjoy a good meal rather than having to struggle and, and put something together from from their leftovers. There are people out there that that do want to go play a round of golf with their friends that that want to go to a, to a baseball game. I mean, you know, we're supposed to be in the in the opening week of Major League Baseball here and of course, you know, nothing's nothing's been happening. There are people who want to go to uh go downtown and see their their favorite basketball team or see their uh their favorite hockey team. Hopefully, we still do have some of those some semblance of those sports when uh, when, when things do resume. So there's going to be a, a lot of, a lot of people that are just going to want to go and do that just for the sake of that. They haven't been able to do that for what's, what's approaching a month and a half now or, or a full month now. And so what I want to encourage you to is, is don't adopt that victim mentality. Do not, do not, blame this on your government officials on your governor take it in stride use the time that you have to to pick up a new hobby a new productive hobby like like reading plug into thought leaders like seth godin and mark cuban dave ramsey john eldridge people who can guide you in your journey to becoming to becoming better and to be uh, to to meet your own goals and what i would also say is is just overall don't adopt that victim mentality so coming up next uh, i'm going to talk a little bit about that uh matt walsh article that we were discussing five ways that men can lead their household in difficult times and then i'm going to have a conversation with my good friend mike mcdowell who was the first ever guest on this podcast we're going to talk a little bit about that and how how you can lead your own family and how you can be a, a pillar of strength in trying times like this. So stick with me. This is the M60 Podcast, episode number five. I am your host, John Waltz. With COVID-19 and everything else surrounding that going on in the world today and the state of our economy and how it's been brought to almost a grinding halt, I just want to encourage you to be smart with your money. And if you are engaging in activities where you're buying, say, having your groceries delivered or you're having food delivered or you are able to be very generous with the people who are uh, doing that type of work for you because they rely a lot on that type of an income. And just know that uh, if you are able to help your neighbor monetarily or even just service-wise, acts of service-wise, I encourage you to do that. Welcome back to the M60 Podcast. I am your host, John Waltz. This is the solo segment for episode five, uh, talking a little bit about how men can lead their households and just be pillars of comfort and strength in 
trying times, and boy, are we in trying times right now. I, I don't need to rehash the statistics and the bad news that it just seems that we're inundated with here in this day and age, which, I mean, even before this virus started, it was a strange time to be alive. It was a strange time to be a human being. But now with this, with everything going on, it's just more critical now than ever for men to lead not only their families, but to to be pillars of strength and to be calming presence presences in in their community uh, as as best as they can so i actually was doing some research for this podcast and came across a article on the blaze that matt walsh put up three years ago in uh, kind of a response to uh, a women's protest that uh, if you remember the uh, day without a woman uh, from three years ago that seems like a lifetime ago of when that was happening but we want to talk I'm, I'm going to bring out some examples from this article and even though it's three years old it's still it's still prevalent and it's still things that we need to practice as men in the midst of a crisis uh, when it's not when we're not in crisis and just how men can lead their families and uh, I would say even can lead their own communities. So this is from the article. Uh, I'll have a link to this in the show notes. The title of the article is five ways men should man up and lead their families. And so taking, taking into account kind of one of the reasons that this podcast exists is that, uh, the role of men in the family has has been uh, diminished by the secular world and people want people in the secular world want the the woman to be the primary head the primary leader of the marriage and the family and and in some cases that has had some pretty uh, some pretty dire con- uh, consequences and so in order for to kind of regain the biblical model of the family and, and in order to just le- be able to be able to make some semblance of, of what the family should be in a, in a in a biblical sense i know that kind of talks back on each other we we need men to definitely need men to to man up and and do this and one of those ways, and this is me kind of speaking outside of the article here for a little a little bit, is uh, one of the, one of the ways that men should do that is, is essentially ditch that victim mentality. And yeah, the, the the secular world has has tried to metaphorically castrate men for years that probably won't change but we also need to realize that there are things that we can do as men to to step up and to be leaders in our own lives be leaders of of our families be leaders in our household and be pillars of of provision and pillars of of courage in in times of of crisis and when we're needed the most and even if you're like me if you're a single guy just 
being having that moral courage that uh, that Matt talks about in this article a little later, and having having that solid foundation of of what good and true masculinity looks like that will do worlds of good for your relationship in uh in your family it will it will do worlds for you as a as a son as a brother uh and you won't have to your relationship with your parents and your siblings won't be as strained uh they may not be strained at all because you'll finally have you finally have your your stuff together you'll essentially have have grown up or manned up. So one of the things that uh, Matt talks about in the article, point number one, we should never expect more from our wives and our children than we expect from ourselves. I'm going to give some examples here about how there are certain roles in the household, but the the man should be striving every day to work the hardest and to to do the most and to make the most sacrifices and to be the spiritual rock of the family. Not necessarily in a competitive way, but in a way that a good leader has to work harder and 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 march faster and and want and has to lead from the front and lead by example. Le- leading by example it's not only a principle that works in business and, and not only an example that works in sports, but it also works in the family. It's uh, being being the the hardest worker, being the one that uh, that's willing to sacrifice the most for your family. That's that's true leadership by by example in in the family. Um, so, you know, hoping that hoping that that influence is going to come from someone somewhere or someone else. It's not. It's not going to come from mainstream media. It's not going to come from. It's not going to come from your parents or her parents. It's it's got to it's got to come from you as as the man of the family, as the quote unquote man of the house. Men have to demonstrate moral courage. Point number two. So we always talk about, and this is one thing that Matt talks about. We always talk about. We we know examples of physical courage when we see them. We we know. We see it in in the movies that we love all the time the the John Waynes the the Captain Kirk's the um, Batman type figures um, Hugh Jackman in some of his roles we we see that we see that in sports all the time you know um, one of the most iconic pieces of video in uh, in, in all of sports actually is uh, Kirk Gibson hitting his home run off of Dennis Eckersley in the World Series when he basically had no leg to stand on. Uh, his his knees were were very very badly injured. He he couldn't even he couldn't even run. He could barely run around the bases after he hit that home run. And that's just one of the most that's one of the most iconic images in sports. We we know that that's physical courage. But what does what does moral and spiritual courage look like? So, what do we mean when we talk about moral courage? Matt uh, puts it like this in, in the blog. How can we expect our children to be righteous, to be generous and disciplined and faithful and godly if their own father has not provided a demonstration of those traits? Stepping outside of the uh, article here a little bit, more more is caught than taught. Uh, we all pick up 
the mannerisms of our parents. Um, I, I couldn't tell you how many times that someone called the house and thought I was, uh, I was my dad when I answered the phone. But getting back to the article, how can we demand virtue in others that we hardly locate within ourselves? How can a real man rely on his wife to carry this burden alone or primarily? We as men are called to be the spiritual light to our family. When we engage in weak, shameful, selfish, and childish behavior, we dim the light. After a while, the light goes out altogether and our family is left to stumble around in the darkness. This is one of the many reasons why we need to reject porn and other vices, all which serve to lessen us, emasculate us, and extinguish the light. So... We have to be those shining examples of morality. We have to be those examples of calm and cool under pressure. We have to be someone who is that steadying presence. And one of the ways that we do that is, is, showing, is showing moral courage. Back to the article, we have to ask ourselves, are we living self-sacrificially and with integrity? Are we showing our kids what it looks like to reject the ways of the world? When our kids and our wives look at us, do they see someone distinct, someone who stands out in our decadent, ridiculous culture, someone who appears to be walking a different path? Or do they just see another aimless, wandering embodiment of worldliness and moral confusion? Now I'll stop there for the, a moment and just say that I, I have been very, very guilty of that, especially here within the last five years. Um, I have not always been the perfect example of spirituality, and uh, unfortunately there are a lot of people that uh, that would come across me in my life and wouldn't realize that, that I was a Christian, and that's one of the one of the things that I attribute that to is just not having the moral courage to reject the things of the world. And that's one of the things that's kind of emasculated me and has diminished me in my own masculine journey. Number three, we should go to church and pray with our families. Now, there are some uh, interesting statistics in this section here. Um, stats show that over 60% of churchgoers in the average congregation are female, and about 25% of married Christian women have husbands who don't go to church with them, which doesn't account for, for the mass, vast majority of Christian families who have no prayer life at all. These numbers are, this is, this is Matt continuing to talk here, these numbers are an abomination. So how can we expect our kids to become dutiful Christians? How can we expect them to, to, to go to church and to be active in their community when we're too lazy to get dressed up on Sunday morning? What message are we sending about the importance of faith and worship in our own lives when we refuse to make even the slightest effort to that end? So naturally that that does extend past the church doors and Matt acknowledges that in the next paragraph. But if we don't make worship, if we don't make faith, if we don't make being in the word, if we don't make that 
conversational intimacy with God that we crave, if we don't make that a priority in our life, then then how do we expect our kids to? How do we expect our, our wives to? How, how do we... How can we say we're we're Christian when we when we barely participate in our own faith? Number point number four, we should get plenty of exercise, and that's not necessarily going to the gym. You don't necessarily have to do CrossFit two hours a day, although if you do, Mazel Tov to you. If you're my uh, if you're my downstairs apartment neighbor and you like to have a weight bench uh, on your patio and a heavy bag on your patio and you like to use that at all hours of the day and make a ton of noise um, then you know mazel tov to you uh, but we should also not only do we should not only exercise our bodies and, and find ways to keep that active, but ways to sharpen our minds and to sharpen our spirits. And we should have something, we should have something to talk about with our kids and with our our friends and coworkers and and, and our wives, other than other than Tiger King. Okay, getting being a little topical here, you know. Um, needling some of you right where it hurts you know i've got my favorite shows and guilty pleasures on netflix too but you know you've got to have something more to contribute to to your life and to your community other than what your opinion on carol baskin is fathers and husbands should be the sources of wisdom this is matt talking here but wisdom is the final product that's what a lot of a lot of us don't get we we think that wisdom is just going to magically appear out of nowhere wisdom is a skill wisdom is a muscle that we build through experience and through knowledge and through seeking out the wisdom of others uh matt calls the matt walsh calls the ingredients for wisdom knowledge experience and faith and a lot of us have neglected that in our lives and we can't expect wisdom to just magically show up and all of a sudden us to be wise one day uh, to show up like a like Matt says a, a magical beanstalk to just sprout out of our heads. No, it, it takes it takes honing, it takes practice, it takes it, it takes work to to gain wisdom. And point number five is that we should we should die to ourselves. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up to make her holy. Christ died for, Christ died for us. He, he died for the church. He died because he loved us. He died because he wanted to take our place and so that we could experience the love of his Father. So, God forbid that you would be physically required to, to give up your lives for your families, but we're called to die to ourselves all the same. You know, a, a married man with kids can't act like he was when he was 21 and just a fresh graduate of college. Even if you are into your 30s and you're single like me, I can't revert back and it's not a good idea for me to revert back to when I was 21 and just graduated college. I could tell you some stories about my overall maturity and and the way I looked at life then, and I can just tell you that no, that's that's not something that I can revert back to. We have our, our entire way of thinking and behaving and living has to change. We have a purpose, 
especially now in the midst of in the midst of a global crisis we have a purpose and a mission and our life now has to be lived in service of that mission if you're unable or unwilling to let go of your old life listen to this upcoming conversation that I have with uh, with my friend Mike McDowell pick up some books about things that you can that you can do to to move forward and to to let that old life go a man who starts a family and dives completely into the role of being the provider and being the the head of the household may look back at his single days and swear that a completely different person lived in them and that's how it should be anyway and i i know of the married men that i've talked to i could probably say especially with my previous guest kevin eeks and and with mike and even with myself uh, myself in my younger days i'm i'm not married yet but i would say that i was a completely different person in those days so what i'm what i'm trying to drive home with this is that there are things that we can do and probably should have been doing as men before this whole global crisis came about and but these are just some things that we should do to especially when we're when we're home a lot more just things that we need to do to to dive in and be connected with with our families and to step up and lead and we're going to talk a little bit more about what we can do to lead and what we can do to uh to provide some type of comfort to our families right now and i'm going to talk a little bit with my friend mike mcdowell about that coming up after the break and we'll get have a quick wrap-up segment and a homework segment about what you can do going forward and this podcast is still going to be here for you to lean on through throughout all this. I know that uh, it's a day late with releasing this episode, but uh, there were some scheduling conflicts. My goal is to, like I said before, my goal is to have a podcast released every week that you can uh, lean on and for it to be just a restorative and redemptive podcast and just to be be something that can show you what, what true masculinity looks like and how you can be how you can be a source of comfort and how you can be a source of provision and how you can be a source of courage in this day and age. So stick with me. This is the M60 Podcast. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the M60 Podcast. We are joined this week with by my uh, good friend from episode one, returning. Uh, very grateful that uh, he made his return this week, Mr. Mike McDowell. Uh, Mike, thanks for coming back and, and joining us and, and participating in the conversation. Well, it's always a pleasure and honor, John. Yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, I'm, I'm glad that... Uh, glad that you were willing to do this kind of on short notice I wasn't uh, I, I know I had talked to, with you a little bit about I wasn't really planning on doing an episode this week just because there were a few uh, scheduling conflicts that uh, 
that came about where I couldn't get uh, my intended guest to to come on. But uh, glad to, glad that you did. Um, you know, we're we're living in some really to to say that we're living in some crazy times right now um, is a bit of an understatement. And we were, in my opinion, we were living in some crazy times before before this this whole thing uh, started and. A lot has changed since uh, since you and I had uh, did our first interview. You know, we were we were laughing and joking about the upcoming Major League Baseball season, and we were we actually were um, doing recording off off site out of our out of our homes. And uh, now, as of today, April second, uh, Governor Lee here in Tennessee signed the, the executive order for unless you absolutely have to leave your house, do not leave your house. So, mm-hmm. um, just some really scary times, man. And, and I just wanted to, uh, kind of pick your brain and discuss with you a little bit about what, what can men do in these times to, to step up and lead and, and to be the, uh, to be the sources of strength and comfort that, that are really needed in the world today. Well, men stepping up is, um, is vital. One of the reasons that men stepping up is vital uh, is that uh, we, uh, a lot of times in many phases, whether it's our family, whether it's the workplace, you know, our, our church, even our neighborhoods, uh, we can set the tone uh, for whether or not uh, someone should be fearful. I know I do that for my family. If I'm anxious, if I'm fearful, uh, my wife feels it, my uh, kids feel it. Even my dog feels it. <laughs> and so, yeah. uh, you know, it, when, when there's fear felt, uh, it's sensed. Uh, sometimes people say that you can almost, you know, smell fear. Uh, animals can. And so uh, it, it's really important that we step up and we, um, you know, tackle these things, these issues, uh, instead of with fear, uh, with facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you yeah. know, when, when you're in a crisis uh, mode, when you're in uh, a time like this, Facts are your friends. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so uh, when you can lean on facts, then you can uh, develop a plan. Mm-hmm. And when you yeah. develop a plan, then you can start uh, doing, you know, small things toward that plan or within that plan. Uh, and it can help erase some of the fear and some of the anxiety. Yeah. And I, I think one thing that, that facts do that um, even if you're if you're listening to this even after this this whole thing is has blown over and i i do pray that it, that it comes to some type of a conclusion here soon uh i think one of the things that facts gives you is a gives you a great starting point i know at at times where i've been lost or i felt lost in in my life overall just kind of taking a step back and just saying okay what what's true about my situation at this point and what what's factually true and where can I go from here? Uh, cause th- you know, th- things are, uh, my, my football coach in, in college, he had a great saying that uh, I always try and carry with me is that things are as never as good as they seem. And they're never as bad as they seem is that somewhere in the middle is where reality lies. And I think that's kind of what, what having those facts do for you is that just kind of brings you back to, back to center. So in, in your situation, um, with your wife and kids, what are, what are the, some of the facts that you've, you've brought to, to them and, uh, in your situation? Well, one thing is I don't want to uh, bring unnecessary facts. 
And so I don't want to be a drama queen as Stephen Mansfield uh, calls it. He said, you know, we're called to lead, uh, not called to just disperse information, you know, uh, haphazardly uh, just for uh, the sake of uh, putting it out there, just for the sake of getting a response. And so anytime we have data, we have information, we have facts, uh, we need to make sure that there is a context uh, with that. And we need to make sure that uh, we're, we're producing those uh, with a plan. Uh, and so that's how you lead. Uh, when you have facts, information, data, um, you have to have something that surrounds it, some sort of way forward. Uh, don't just throw out the facts and then not have a plan. And so with, with my family, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about things like um, <laughs> with my daughter, it's the vampire sneeze. And I keep telling her, like, when you sneeze, sneeze into your elbow, you're a vampire. Uh, you know, and I said, because that's going to, you know, slow, you know, the spread. Uh, you know, we're, we are talking about washing our hands, you know, all the time. These are 11 and 8-year-old kids. And, uh, you know, it, we're lucky if prior to this, they were washing their hands, you know, three times a week. Mm -hmm. uh, now yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's a reminder. So I'm not really giving them a whole lot of facts. What I'm giving them is information. Uh, because they uh, aren't going to be able to handle the facts. The context uh, is something that's probably going to be beyond them. Yeah. And so what we're doing is we're giving them information about, uh, you know, this is uh, very um, contagious and uh, this is something that can spread very easily and we're going to need to be responsible. They're not out playing with their friends. They're just playing with each other, you know, in our yard, in our home. And so they're not visiting friends. We're not having friends come over. Uh, you know, they're waving from a distance. And so uh, the information I'm giving them is to protect them, protect others, uh, but not to do so in a way that uh, provides fear. I'm not overwhelming them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would, I would think in, in, at least if, if I were married and, and had, had kids, I, I would think that if that fear did creep in some of the facts that I would bring to them, bring to them is just saying, Hey, you know, it, we're, we're not sick. You're, you're not sick. Mom and dad aren't sick. If we follow these guidelines that have been laid out for us, we're, we're not going to get sick. And I think that would, when, sometimes when my dad would, would do that for me, when he would kind of, cause sometimes I would kind of go off of a, off of the deep end a little bit with, with fear and anxiety over certain things, especially when I was a, when I was a kid, I have always had a bit of an active imagination that, uh, um, he would always bring me back in with, with those types of facts, like, okay, you know, this is, this is where you are in, in the here and now. Um, and that's just, I think that's, that's one thing that we need to, to keep in mind too, is, is that, you know, focus on, on where you are in, in the here and now focus on that starting point that, okay, you know, you, mom, mom and dad are, are home, but they're still, bring in an income. They're still, you know, we're, we're not sick. You know, Nana's not sick. You know, pop pop's not, you know, he's not sick. So we're, we're in a good situation right now. So there's, there's nothing to really be, be fearful of at the moment. There's a big difference between concern and fear. Um, but you know, an eight year old is not really going to understand that, uh, that hundreds of thousands of people across the world are, are sick right now. And, and, several thousand have, have passed away from this thing. Um, so what are, what are some of the other ways that, uh, um, that you think men can step up and, and lead, not just, not just family, but you mentioned community a little bit earlier. What, 
what are some ways that we can kind of bring uh, bring that steadying presence to our community? Yeah, that, that's really good. Uh, really, truth, being able to um, provide truth, and you know, we talked about just a minute ago. It could be in the form of data, it could be in the form of information or whatever. Uh, but you know, especially when we deal with adults, uh, go ahead and give them truth. But just same way as whether we're dealing with our family or people that we're leading, whether in a workplace or you know in a church, uh, let's give them a way forward. So here's the truth, here's where we are, uh, and here is the way forward. Uh, for instance, uh, if you're uh, a business leader and you have employees, uh, don't try to hold the truth back. Uh, they're adults, they're going to need to know. Go ahead and give them the truth, but give them a plan. You know, give, give them a way forward. And uh, sometimes, you know, it even means uh, providing them with, here's a worst case scenario. Here's the plan if we get there. We're not there. Here's where we are. And so, uh, you know, adults should be able to handle that when you're able to tell them the truth, but you tell them uh, without the drama and you tell them we have a plan. Here's the way forward. Because I think if people... Uh, especially adults, if they have uh, the truth and they uh, can prepare, then emotionally most people are going to have enough grit. They're going to have enough, um, you know, emotional stability to go ahead and and go ahead and you know dig their toes in, dig their feet in, and you know kind of grind it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's when they're caught by surprise. It's when they are uh, you know kind of comes from left field. Uh, nobody wants that. You especially don't want that from uh, someone that's leading you. You want them to be straight up, honest, but also have a plan. Mm-hmm. And we've been trying to do that, uh, you know, where, where I work. And I think we've done a pretty good job of that. And so I think it's it, it's the best plan. Be honest and truthful with, with your adults. Yeah. My employer, they did. Uh, it was funny. They, they had... Uh, they had a plan in place for, uh, for everyone to, to go home and start working from home. Um, it was in the early mid March. I, I think it was about, it was about three weeks ago and they were going to take a, uh, a, a tapered approach as far as sending people home. Like people in this department are going to go, people who already have the capability to work from home are going to go home first. And then you're going to go home, you know, then this department's going to go home then this department's going to go home. And then, it was actually kind of funny. Uh, one of our, our clients uh, sent their people home. And so we had to follow suit with, uh, with that. So one of the things that, and that wasn't clearly explained to us when they pulled the trigger to send us home two days early. So my mind started racing in, I was like, Oh, oh God, we've got a confirmed case in the building or we've got a confirmed case in this part of town, you know, the, you know, something, cause I think there had are at that point, there had already been, there had already been a case in Williamson County and there had already been a case in Davidson County at that point, if I remember right. So I, I was just kind of, my mind was like, okay, well, somebody either has symptoms or there's a confirmed case or something, there's something else going on. And then it was just explained to us that, Hey, you know, our client has, there are people working from home. So we're going to follow suit. And since, you know, you're, we're contracted with this client, you know, you're, you're going to start working from home too, because of that, you know, sooner than, than what we were. So, um, so I agree. Yeah. You need to have those, those clear facts and those, and that clear, 
that clear plan of action when when something does when something does arise um so I, that that's just kind of a funny story that kind of came out of this this whole thing when um and I mentioned it earlier earlier when I was recording, but uh, I was very fortunate to actually find some toilet paper and paper towels at uh, at my local Kroger. So I was actually pretty excited about that. But uh, I I actually found some this evening. So I went to uh, Publix, okay. got my wife a birthday cake and some roses. And while I was there, I thought I'd be responsible and see if they had any toilet paper and uh, any paper towels. And so I ran to someone I knew and they said, Hey, we just saw somebody walk by with some toilet paper. You might want to go down that aisle. I said, well, we're good on toilet paper, but paper towels were real thin on. So I go over there and sure enough, there's probably about 15 packs of each. So I grabbed one uh, and uh, didn't want to hoard. And Mm -hmm. so I grabbed one and uh, I go up to the, uh, the checkout and the guys said, Hey, it's kind of weird that somebody's checking out with, you know, paper towels this late in the day i said yeah i thought that was kind of strange too and uh, the bagger the bagger tells me he said well the uh, delivery truck broke down and got here late today oh okay well uh one man's curse is another man's blessing yeah Yeah. providence there so uh so i so i got to come home with a couple rolls of uh, paper towels yeah well yeah and i i found my supply right at it was about 5 30 um there's a kroger literally across the street from from where i live and i uh i i every time i go over there i just you know peek down the aisle just to see if there's anything there and actually someone decided to be a, a smart aleck today and put a case of corona right in the center of the shelf there the empty shelf there where the toilet paper would normally be and so i I took a picture of it and sent it to sent it to my buddy and and I was start was walking down the aisle because I needed something in the back of the store and I looked looked over and I was, I saw there was about seven or eight uh, packages of uh, paper towels on the shelf and I was I I literally said gasp and somebody heard me I heard somebody start laughing and I I grabbed it and I almost walked by the toilet paper because they didn't have it on the shelf they had it at the end of the shelf on a couple pallets sitting on the floor like they do with with floor displays and I just almost walked right by and I was like oh wow so this and it was like it was the Kroger version of the normal Charmin paper uh, toilet paper that I usually buy and funny story god's honest truth i was i was down to my last roll when this whole thing started so and i'm a single guy so i don't go through a lot of toilet paper but i was already starting to make provisions as far as what i was going to do when this toilet paper roll expired i i had a few extra boxes of kleenex that that i had bought a few uh, about a week ago and i cleaned kroger out of their last two uh two cases of dude wipes so i, nice. I had those in the so I, I had a plan and, and I had been working on the dude wipes and trying to conserve the actual toilet paper itself. So, well, Hey, be- beggars can't be choosers, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Especially when it comes to toilet paper. Now I, I really need to apply that philosophy to my dating life, but that's, that's a, <laughs> that's for a different podcast for a different day, I think. But, uh, um, I love it. Yeah. So, you know, for someone out there, um, who's sort of for someone out there, maybe, maybe they are one of the unfortunate ones who, who have just recently become unemployed. Um, and that's, especially for men, um, that's kind of one of the ways that that's one of our scorecards, uh, is, is being able to 
have a job, keep a job, provide for your family, how much money you make at that job. That's unfortunately, that's where a lot of guys derive their identity. And um, to have that snatched away uh, from you, from something that you basically have no, no control over um, what, what kind of advice would you, would you maybe give to uh, someone in that situation as far as um, being able to, maybe not necessarily just lead their, their household, but lead themselves and, and be a, a calming, a calming influence. Well, really, um, you know, the, the, the idea of someone losing their job is obviously, um, it, it for a man, it can almost be a low point, uh, of their life, uh, unfortunately, because we do derive uh, so much value out of what we, um, you know, what we do. Um, as far as, you know, a man, his job, losing his job, providing for his family, it's a huge, huge, huge hit. And so, uh, but what it doesn't do, it doesn't absolutely define the man. You know, the man should not be defined by uh, what he does or, you know, whether or not he has opportunity to uh, provide for his family. Because before all this hit, you know, uh, the guys listening to this podcast, I'm sure most of them had been providing for their family and doing just fine. And so uh, this is um, something that there was no control. No one had any control over. And so we can't allow this to hit us in our, um, in our spirit, in our value, uh, how we see ourselves. Um, and so what we need to do is really take this for what it is. Uh, this is um, a bad deal for many people all across the world. And so we can't just, you know, pigeonhole this into, uh, you know, something that's about us. It's not about me. It's not about my ability or inability to provide for my family. And so, uh, what we need to do is, uh, make sure we're praying, you know, pray that opportunity is set before us. And so, uh, and then really go after that opportunity if someone's been laid off of work, man, the very first day, get up, make your bed, take a shower, you know, do the small things like you would have if you mm -hmm. were working. Don't get into a slump. Don't get into a rut. Don't get into a you know negative rhythm. Uh, but go ahead and get up, make your bed, take your shower, and get to finding you know something to do to better yourself. You know, if you haven't filed for unemployment, file for unemployment. Um, but then also you know, find ways to uh, help your situation. One of those ways to help your situation is to get on a budget. You know, if you haven't been yeah. on a budget, get on a budget, reduce spending. That's critical right now. You mm -hmm. know, Dave Ramsey talks about the four walls, you know, you got to make sure that you have food on the table. You know, you need to make sure that you, you know, have uh, your utilities available, have the lights on. Uh, you got to make sure that you have a roof over your head, you have some transportation. And so, you already have the clothes on your back, so you don't have to buy any more clothes. And so, you know, tightening that, that belt on the budget uh, will definitely help. Make sure you have the four walls uh, and then, uh, you know, really get to doing something that is beneficial throughout your day and getting into a good positive rhythm. Don't fall into a negative rhythm. Uh, and it starts with right when we get up, you know, those of us who are working from home, we, we have a struggle. It's not that struggle, but we do have a struggle. It's a different rhythm. We find ourselves oh, now yeah. 
in a different situation. Yeah. And so, you know, those of us who, who are working from home, um, all of our companies have, you know, sent us articles and told us, you know, here's some of the best, you know, tips for working from home. And those include same things, you know, wake up at the same time, get dressed like you normally would, you know, don't be in your uh, pajamas all day. Uh, make sure you have a quiet place to do your, um, you know, to do your work. And so get into a normal rhythm, go to the same place every day, you know? Uh, so I, I think it's important, you know, whether we're, you know, uh, all of us have had some sort of a change. Mm-hmm. We've either yeah. Yeah. Our, our job, and for job. And so we need to make sure that uh, we're controlling the controllables or the variables that we can control uh, and making sure that uh, we don't get too down or hard on ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And and this whole working from home thing for me personally is, is um, it's new territory. It's new territory a little bit. When I was working my previous job in Phoenix, I would work from home, but it was you know, for some extra hours of overtime. So I would do it on a Saturday afternoon, you know, for, for three, four hours and just work on some side projects. It wasn't my main workload. And now that I'm in this situation, I, I, I am having to be more intentional about, like you said, waking up at the same time every day and, and making sure that, uh, um, you know, one of the things that I kind of complained about my, my job was the, uh, was the commute. And now I don't have that excuse anymore. So, um, but I think also one of the things that I kind of talked about earlier in the podcast was that if being that you're, you're home a lot, you have an opportunity to kind of hone your mind and, and hone some, uh, hone some skills that maybe you didn't necessarily have before. Um, so what, uh, what are you doing with, with this extra time that you have at home? Are you, are you doing any extra, re- any reading that you weren't doing before or uh, anything, anything along those lines? Uh, really, um, honestly, I have, <laughs> uh, I've been doing a little extra work and so, okay. Uh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 that's, that's probably uh, taking up more, but, uh, we've had some articles going back and forth, uh, between, you know, uh, some folks at work. And so taking time to read those, for instance, the, uh, Stephen Mansfield, uh, article that I had mentioned earlier, uh, that was something I had read, uh, the last night or two, you know, and pondered. And so uh, I've also been able to slow down and uh, take walks. You know, one of the things that's important uh, about this times, uh, as much as, you know, using this time beneficially for learning is making sure that uh, we're moving. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, if we take walks, you know, take walks with your spouse or, you know, if you're taking a walk alone, you know, put in a good podcast, you know, you're feeding your brain and you're getting uh, some exercise especially here in the South, you know, it's spring. And so we've had some gorgeous days. Mm-hmm, yeah. I've been trying to take advantage of, of that. Um, you know, but yeah, there's been some good articles. I've been going around between, uh, you know, a few uh, buddies of mine and, and folks at work. And so I've been, uh, you know, devouring those. Uh, I haven't picked up uh, a book since we've been working at home. Uh, mm-hmm. We've been really narrowly focused, uh, really thinking through uh, what we're doing right now. Uh, that, and that's what this has really done, I think, for a lot of uh, people and companies. Uh, it's kind of helped us get back to the basics, mm-hmm. uh, get yeah. back to the fundamentals, back to the things that matter most, and uh, really help us put blinders on some of the things that we thought were important uh, or that we were really focusing on. And it's really helped us you know, get laser focused on a few important things. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I feel like too there's an extra layer of accountability, um, at least where from my standpoint, because we're we're meeting virtually a lot more uh at work than than we were meeting physically uh at the office. So we have we have just my team by itself, we meet twice a day and then we have meetings with our cl- people who are with our clients that uh, we'll meet with them two, three times a week in addition to the extra meetings that or in, in addition to those meetings. And so, you know, you've got to be kind of he- hold, hold yourself to account. And um, it's kind of like being the quiet kid in class, hoping you don't get called on in some of these meetings. Like, so I, I try and intentionally uh, engage in those meetings so I don't, a, so I actually have something to, to contribute and, and B, so, you know, I, I don't get caught flat footed on the, uh, in that aspect of it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I was, um, watching earlier today, uh, a video by Jeb Blunt. He is a, a sales leader. And so he was, he's been putting out, uh, these videos, uh, pretty much, gosh, I want to say it's daily. And he has one, uh, which is really recent within the last day or two. And it is about, um, making yourself more valuable, you know, to your employer. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so, uh, you know, when you are in those meetings, uh, you know, you're, you're not around the people, you know, you're, you're basically a face on a screen. And if it's like, you know, my company will have uh, one-on-ones. So there's just two faces on the screen. Or we'll have, you know, 40 people in on a Zoom meeting. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, making sure that, uh, you know, you know how to use the technology, you know, appropriate, uh, you know, protocol for u- utilizing technology, uh, making sure that, you know, whenever you do say something that, you know, it's beneficial, you're not walking over somebody. There, I mean, there's so many ways right now that somebody can position themselves uh, very mm-hmm. positively uh, for the future. And so when we get back to, I guess, what I would call more normal rhythm, uh, then, you know, somebody who comes out of this time shining, uh, they're going to be remembered. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. They're going to be remembered. And and so, you know, so there's there's, uh, definitely blogs, podcasts out there uh, that are helping folks when it comes to, you know, how do I make the most out of this time? And uh, so, you know, you asked earlier, you know, some of the things I'm doing. Uh, I'm, I've also been doing more prayer. And so I've been mm-hmm. uh, reciting the Lord's prayer every morning and letting that guide uh, my prayer life. And yeah. so, so there's a lot of things that we can do, uh, you know, to get back to the basics. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that, uh, that I've been doing, I, I've actually been uh, reading through John Eldridge's new book. I'm about halfway through it. Um, get your life back. And that, that came out at such a, a really great time. I think God's timing on that was, was really, uh, was really, I mean, God's timing is, is always perfect, but especially with this, because even, even leading up to the release of the book, he would say in his, in his own podcast. And if, if you are looking for a good podcast to listen to the, the ransom heart podcasts that are, that are out there, they're a pretty good. There's some pretty good conversational podcasts there. Um, but he was even saying in, in the series leading up to the release of the book that it was just such a, 
his words were a, a gnarly time to to be a human and that was that was before this whole thing happened and and even now where you need to get some some semblance of of your life back and i've been more intentional about doing the uh the pause exercise and and a little bit more about the benevolent detachment that he that he talks about um even and this was this book was released as kind of an answer to how technology has kind of swallowed us up as a as a culture and that's even even more so now i think maybe one of the good things that might come out of this whole thing is that we'll kind of get sick and tired of uh of technology and being uh, um, being in front of a screen all day and that, that we will appreciate the opportunities that we had to, to go outside and, and be with our family and, and, you know, to take those walks and to, to, you know, be a little bit more kind of like how it was when you and I were growing up when, you know, when we spent more time outside than we did, uh, than we did in front of a screen. That's right. So, yeah. Uh, you, you spoke about the one minute pause and, uh, a guy at work had sent me the uh, one minute pause app uh, that John Eldridge has. And mm-hmm. it's, it is so important because it's centering. It, it causes you to stop again, think about what's important. Uh, and I, I think that's what this whole uh, ordeal is doing right now is causing a lot of us to stop, consider, you know, what's important. And uh, hopefully, you know, when we come out of this, cause we're being stretched, hopefully we don't go back to our former shape. You know, right. Hopefully yeah. this stretches us out and, you know, we come out of this looking a little bit different, you know, uh, for, for the good, you know, more, more gracious to each other, more generous to each other, mm-hmm. more grateful for what we have. Yeah. You know? And so, you know, if we can come out of this, you know, um, you know, basically better humans, uh, I'm not going to say that, um, you know, that this pandemic was worth at all. Uh, because there are a lot of people dying. I mean, today was what uh, we were over a million uh, cases, reported cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, within the uh, the crisis, you know, we can do with it what we choose to do. You know, we're going to choose to be strong, be courageous, uh, take advantage of it. Like you said, take advantage of the time that we have, and how can we make that beneficial? And uh, you know, let, let's do that. Pause. Let's do that. Uh, you know, inventory mm-hmm. of our life. You yeah. know, let, let's not let this opportunity pass us by. Yeah. 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 Especially with, with all the extra time that you do have, you, you really should, I, I, we really should dedicate more of that time to, to being with God and, and to, you know, having that kind of conversational intimacy that, that we all, that we all try to, that we all crave from him. And one of the th- things that I really like about the one minute pause is that, you you just give everyone and everything to Jesus in in that pause and that can that can be really as you said really centering and and really uh, really clear your mind uh, especially at a point in the day where you've gotten a snappy email from someone or you know you've you've had some type of frustration from having to play internal politics with uh, with your company and and uh, so. Um, well, I think we're just about up here on time. Um, do you have any other final words of uh, encouragement, exhortation, anything like that before uh, before we uh, dip out here? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, men, let's let's lead in our homes, and you know, let's show grace to our wives and our kids. And uh, you know, they're they're going through 
some interruptions as well. And so it's not just us. We're, you know, uh, even if they are used to being home, they're not used to you being home. And uh, so we, we, throw, we throw a wrench into you know, maybe what was going on at home by us being there. And so let's give each other grace. Uh, let's lead with courage. Uh, let's lead with you know, good truth and facts and information and a plan and a way forward. So let's get up, like I said, and uh, make our beds and get about you know, what we have, because this is a great opportunity. Anytime there's a great crisis, there's also a great opportunity. Let's seize the day on that. Amen. Well, Mike McDowell joining us uh, for the second time on the M60 podcast, uh, just a little bit more of a conversational type of, uh, of uh, interview here. And... I'll be right back with uh, a quick wrap-up segment and homework. This is the M60 Podcast. Welcome back to the M60 Podcast. This is the homework and wrap-up segment. I just want to talk to you guys a little bit about how you can, what we talked about, about how you can lead your, your families and about how you can be a source of strength and a source of comfort and a source of courage in, in times like these. Do really dive into what uh, what Mike and I talked about, about how you can be that be that source of strength about having a routine. That's one of the ways that you can lead by example is not wallowing in your situation, uh, not you know ha- having a little more empathy towards your your wives and your children. Um, just knowing knowing the facts about your situation. If you're if you're scared, it's okay to be scared. But you also need to present some facts coming up, up with that. We we talked a lot about facts being your friend. And one of the, the facts is that you're, if you're above ground and listening to this podcast, you have an opportunity to fight on another day. That uh, if you have a roof over your head, you have walls around you, you're depending on which part of the country if your heat or your air conditioning is working then you know you've got you've got a chance to to come out on the other side of this one a long time ago i was talking with a uh, a good friend of mine and they i i was feeling sorry for myself and they challenged me they said do you do you want to wallow in the mud or do you want to bask in the sunshine and what they meant by that was that if you wallow in the mud and all you focus on is the negative aspects of your situation and you don't focus on focus on God's love if you don't focus on the fact that that you do have positive things going for you no matter how no matter what your situation is if you are alive and have shelter in the United States of America than than you are in the one percent of the world, regard pandemic or not. Uh, everyone has something that they can be grateful for and that they can push forward and that they can uh, 
they can bring facts to any situation that and just know that the, the God of the universe, the God that, that created the universe, that, that he knows he knows you by the hairs on your head. And his word says one of my favorite scriptures in Joshua one nine is to not be afraid to take heart and and, uh, and be courageous for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And that pandemic or not, he is he's greater than any pandemic, he's greater than any bacteria, he's greater than any virus could could ever be to the planet and just know that that he loves you and that he is in control and that that is the probably the greatest fact that you can bring to your family and bring to your situation right now if you're not sick be grateful that you're not sick if you are if your family's in good health be grateful that you're in good health and just know that there are a lot of resources out there that that can help you in these times I know I, I just got an email here actually from uh, Ransomed Heart that they are uh, extending a free offer on their tribe membership, which opens up a lot of great content to uh, behind their paywall. I know one of my favorite comedians and podcasters, Stephen Crowder, is uh, he's giving away his, um, he, we call it Mug Club, but um, stuff that's normally behind the paywall, the pay content uh, behind his uh, on his platform, he's giving that away for free. Um, Dave Ramsey, Ramsey Solutions, they've got a lot of great free resources that they've made available. Um, they've made their financial peace curriculum available free for 14 days. So if you're having, you know, if if you're having trouble in the spiritual, um, go check out John Elders and Ransom Hearts material. Find a good church that you can get plugged into. Uh, online unfortunately most churches aren't meeting right now which is a good thing because we don't want this thing to spread but at the same time you want to find a way to get plugged into a good church you know if you're having trouble with the spiritual aspect of it uh, look at uh, you know look at look at John Eldridge's material at Ransomed Heart uh, if you need a good laugh if you need some good information go check out Steven Crowder uh, check out the Blaze catalog uh, that, that he's a part of and if you're having trouble with that money aspect, you know, check out Ramsey Solutions stuff, the uh, financial piece, and get some get some ideas about your your career going forward. If you've been laid off, this is actually a good opportunity for you too. Um, Mike talked about it with me um, that in the in times of crisis, there are also times of great opportunities. There's opportunities to to hone a skill. There's opportunities to there's opportunities to seek out and have a, a more conversational intimacy with with God. There's opportunities to pour into your marriage and to pour into your your children. So take the time the time to do that. Keep those those facts in mind. Keep keep the four walls around you and and have a plan going forward and. Just know also that if you if you are in need of, of the love of God, if you're in the need in need of the the love of Jesus Christ in in this time and in this hour, please email me. Please reach out to me. I I will be glad to share my experience with knowing knowing the Lord Jesus Christ and knowing who my father in heaven is and and talking about my spiritual walk and, and my spiritual journey and about how 
that has made me a completely different person for the better. I will be glad to share that information with you. Please reach out to me, email m60podcast at gmail.com if you're, if you're struggling with that. And just just know that, that we're here for you, that, uh, that I'm here for you, that, uh, that there are a lot of great resources out there that are here for you and that, uh, that this too shall pass. And you're, you're still here. That the fact of the matter is, if you're listening to this podcast, you're you're still here, you're still on the right side of the dirt, and you have a chance to uh, to make a difference in the world and put your own dent in the universe. So, with that, we will wrap up this edition of the M60 Podcast. I am your host, John Waltz, and I will talk to you next time.